Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast. Straight talking ideas to grow your business. Hello and welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast, the show that aims to help you grow your business. Now, you can find out more about the show at marketingsimplified.co.uk and that's where you can also find out more about our contributors and guest speakers. And you can also um, find out more about us on iTunes and YouTube. But please, please do leave us a review and let us know um, the bits that you enjoyed um, from the show and anything that we might be missing out on, things that you'd like us to cover. Now, my name's John Lawley, and I'm your web wizard. I'm Georgia. I'm your design and brand guardian. I'm Andrew Black, and I help trades get off the tools. Now, you may have been noticing, if you've been using things like LinkedIn, that there are a lot more um, video content being posted and also maybe magic eye pictures. And this apparently is all down to something called dwell time or dwell rate, because apparently, according to social media, the more people that will stop and stare at a post for longer, the more engagement you're going to get, and therefore your next set of posts will reach a wider audience. So with that in mind, Georgia, what makes great content online? Well, you've said it straight away. Video, in my opinion, from a brand point of view as well, is the number one uh, piece of content you can have for so many reasons. If you think about um, how other people learn, there's lots of different ways of learning. There's visual learning, there's audio learning, um, there's different kinesthetics and all this kind of stuff. But video hits lots of those buttons for people. So whether you want to watch something, whether you just want to listen to something. Um, But secondly, all the... um, social media platforms the search engines as well they love video it's great for seo and for for popping up on different um people's news feeds etc so i personally love it video can be really hard sometimes because if you're going to have um a video production company come in that can be quite costly well worth the investment in my eyes but it's not something that people are able to do all the time these sort of high high profile um video production so you might make your own lives and where you might be scared to get on camera like a lot of us are then you might use graphics instead because that helps fill in the blanks photography and there's things obviously like written articles that you can put up in places like linkedin as well i think that the strongest brands that exist try and encompass all of those because it's hitting lots of different target markets in terms of how we like to receive communication even when you boil down to your ideal client and you're looking at the people you're targeting and how you need to be perceived in your graphics in your photography, in your video, those people also will learn differently. So we need to be really aware of that and and try and be as diverse as possible in our content and give what our ideal clients want to want to hear about, which isn't always, hello, I'm Georgia and I'm a graphic designer and I can help you with your logo. Well, that's, that's a little bit dull. But actually, what if I said, uh, when you're commissioning um, your next logo design from a company, make sure that before you commission them, you check that they give you these five file types to make sure that you never fall short in life. I'm giving someone some value there, free tip for nothing, that they might remember and, and use to save them money and stress in the future. So giving valuable content, what people want to learn about, I think is really important as well. And Andrew, because obviously there's a lot of different um, social media platforms out there. From a professional point of view, which ones do you think are going to be working best and what kind of posts do you think work best for businesses? Obviously, it depends on the business and I think it depends on the demographic. I think the age that I'm at now, you kind of find yourself on Facebook a lot of the time doing the LinkedIn because that's the professional, that's the work one, that's the one you should be doing and then sort of mucking around on Instagram. 
that said, a lot of the trades guys that I see, there's a, a real strong following. And if you look at Instagram and specifically the gas plumbing heating industry, there are so many guys out there putting fantastic content on there, um, really providing a service in terms of the younger generation. And there's that <clears throat> feeling of community and almost that feeling of education and passing on the baton to those younger guys. So it's almost how-to videos and talking those guys through, which isn't necessarily great for the end user, but certainly helps build the brand and build the profile of that specific engineer, that specific plumber, that specific company, um, which I find incredibly useful. Um, but trying to kind of get that to the end user, I think it's more Facebook than Instagram for a lot of the trades that I'm looking at. That is really interesting. I, there's a guy, a couple of different plumbers on LinkedIn that have come across my feed and they've used video. Um, and basically the entirety of this two minute video was this guy bending copper pipes. He'd bought himself some new pipe bending things. I'm sure you've got a, a more professional way to describe them. Pipe benders. Amazing. All right. Okay. There you go. Look, John Lawley gone from websites to plumbing. Um, and he, um, he was basically just testing out five or six new pipe benders and showing you how they worked. And that was a two minute video. And I was like, whoa, I'm, I, I don't know what, why it was. Totally captivated well, by this. Well, there you go. So that kind of proves the point there. So if those guys are connected with their end user or their target market, then what's to say that just doing normal plumbing stuff in the day, other people won't find interest or other people won't sort of stop and have a look at something like that. Because if it's not their usual thing that's hitting their feed, it's like, oh, what's this? What's going on here? Perhaps there's an opportunity just to kind of capture a little bit of interest. So as long as their followers are their target market, then there's no reason why they can't keep on doing what they're doing. As it's obviously pulled you right in, John, and I imagine you've been on Amazon and ordered some pipe benders already. I have five sets. All right, wheedling their way through the post right now. Um, but George, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed this, guys, but looking on things like LinkedIn, it does, in a, is it starting to come a little bit too much like Facebook? I mean, Georgia, I've seen a number of magic eye photos on LinkedIn, which are just there to make you uh, have a, well, dwell time, basically, watch mm -hmm. that post longer so that their next post is going to get more hits. I have noticed that, you know, over the last few months where I've been a lot more active on LinkedIn, I have seen a shift in terms of like every platform has a different etiquette and people need to be aware of that. Really, what you're putting all over Instagram, you know, a year ago, you'd never dream of putting on LinkedIn. Now I'm starting to see some quite questionable things on LinkedIn and thinking, oh, okay, and I'll be honest, personally, I'm quite enjoying that because I do feel that I'll be on my phone on the apps and I'll be on Facebook and I'll, I'll be speaking a certain way. And then I know I'll jump to my LinkedIn app and suddenly my brain has this big natural shift that is completely in my subconscious, but suddenly I'm all professional and I'm, all, I'm someone different and I'm looking at people um, uh, perceiving themselves differently as well. Um, but I think there's a right balance. I think maybe a few years ago, yeah, maybe LinkedIn was quite corporate and it was made maybe fundamentally for the professionals. But there are so many different businesses that exist now. And look at the creatives. What are we considered? We're not considered professionals by the professionals, are we? Yeah, we're professional people. We are business owners. We, My target market are um trade and construction companies that are established and doing very well. So they're on LinkedIn. So I want to be there too. But I know that my brand and my personality isn't, hopefully, you guys may disagree, isn't the stuffy type that was associated with LinkedIn some years ago, right? So I'm enjoying the transformation. And, and just to touch on what Andrew said as well, I've noticed a lot, actually, the plumbers on Instagram. 
and they are absolutely smashing it. And I can tell you exactly why, because the ones that I'm following and that keep popping up on my feed and they're showing us their pipe benders and their day to day, but they actually look like they're really enjoying what they're doing. They're having fun with their marketing. They're not going completely the other way and doing risque stuff and coming across badly, but within their brand, they look like they really enjoy what they do. And this comes back to people buying from people, right? So if I keep seeing this happy-go-lucky plumber coming on, and all right, I may not think that pipe bending is the sexiest of tasks in the world, and I never thought I'd be interested in that before today. But actually, if there's a really happy chappy uh, showing me this, smiling, talking me through it, saying, you know, did you know this? And this is a fantastic piece of equipment I'm using. I'll sit and watch it. If you asked me that five years ago, would I sit and watch a plumber online bending some pipes? No, I wouldn't. But if you're making me a part of it. Everyone stop pipe bending. It's just getting... <laughs> Does it? Yeah, is it windows in this trade as it is? And <laughs> if you guys trying to say the words, this is not. It's not doing it for me. No, <laughs> you see, see my point. My point. But um, people buy from people, and part of your brand is how you come across in your personality. And places like Instagram really allow that to shine through for businesses, even that may have been uh, labelled as mundane in the past in terms of some of their services. So I think it's it's incredible. I think that's what Instagram has done, though, isn't it? Instagram certainly has allowed you to have that personality. Or and TikTok kind of, as well. Yeah. But what started as like a photography app with some filters that were personal to you that you'd like has now sort of developed, you know, showing off different sides of your personality. But mm-hmm. the way the different platforms have changed is kind of inevitable. You can kind of talk about censorship and them denying hashtags and conversations. That's probably a whole other episode. But the also fundamental part of being a human is the way we tell stories, the language and the way we communicate. And the way we communicate and tell stories is changing on those platforms regardless. So mm-hmm. it's like a saying, oh, I prefer how LinkedIn was a few years ago. I prefer how this was a few years ago. Change is inevitable. And because of that change of language communication, it's always going to change and it's always going to be shaped differently. And nobody can really stop that. No one can control that. So I think as long as you're kind of operating within your own parameters in terms of your values, the law, your occupation and your professionalism, and for God's sake, don't keep saying pipe benders, I think we'll all be fine. I'm glad you <laughs> mentioned. I'm glad you included the law there. I mean, law <laughs> ten, yes, the law. Ten. Yes. <laughs> the law. Um, but yes, change. Scary word, isn't it? But everything's. I mean, we, we were talking about this on one of our previous episodes, and how you know Facebook have recently changed their interface, and all of a sudden, people like me and Georgia have panic attacks, thinking, "Where the heck do you find everything?" But you know, not just that. But you know, as we've talked about in previous episodes, Facebook adding their watch function. Um, and different rooms to have a watch parties and things like that. But Instagram Reels as well is going to be something new because they're obviously a bit scared about their major competitor now, TikTok. So as you guys know, I have not been privileged enough to have the upgrade on my phone with Instagram Reels. So maybe you two would like to enlighten me as to uh, a little bit more about Instagram Reels and for all the listeners who are thinking, what the hell, what is it? (laughs) Instagram Reels is basically just going to work in a very similar way to TikTok, how TikTok works in the early days where you can create a video with music, which is about 15 or so seconds long, and then post that up in an amusing and fun way. So really, is there too much difference? Possibly not. It's just the way you communicate with it. Because a lot of people create their TikToks and then post them on their Instagram. I know loads of businesses that do that. And obviously, all these platforms, they want to keep you on their channel, don't they? Hence why Facebook created the rooms, because that was 
really in competition with Zoom uh, and now Instagram and the Reels because of TikTok. So it's all business. We have to keep remembering that, don't we? These are businesses. It's also how the consumer feels as well sometimes. I think because we're almost um, segregated into what social media platforms we're going to use based on our age, I think, you know, for, for some of us in our mid-30s to mid-40s, getting on TikTok and prancing about, as fun as it might be, is just like, because this, it's got this link with whatever, I don't know, uh, 12 to 16-year-olds, it doesn't seem right somehow. And I think that's part of it. So when you speak to a lot of businesses and it's like, are you on TikTok, regardless of how much Gary Vee shouts about it, there's still going to be a part of you that feels like, well, I don't feel like it's appropriate in some ways, even if that could be your customer of the future in several years to come, depending on what your products and services are. So it definitely makes sense. Um, but, you know, look, Instagram run by Facebook there and WhatsApp. So whilst they're doing so much advertising, is it every fourth post is an advert? Yeah, another way of spending more time on that platform and seeing more of their advertising space. Why, why wouldn't they? For those people that maybe are apprehensive with the likes of, of the TikToks and because of the connotations of it being like for young people, etc. I, I, my advice to that would be just remember all of these platforms, they're merely tools. They're just technical tools. How you then use them is, is, is the clever part. So um, you can still be creative in your business and you can still be on brand um, but having these apps that are free to download and you can test out the water and, and, and create something that's still on brand, just because you and a 16-year-old have both been on TikTok, what you produce and how you position yourself would be very, very different. Um, so maybe, yeah, people shouldn't be, try not to be too fearful of it. Let's be careful about these 16-year-olds. <laughs> so, so, right, okay, we've discussed the different platforms and obviously you need to keep people's attention. Um, and it goes way past the old-fashioned way of just, here it is, buy now, or I've done this, click here. You actually have to keep people there lingering for a while in order to be able to grab their attention so that they actually will click through. So do we have any suggestions for our listeners on that, that topic? Well, it always boils down straight back to the videos as well, doesn't it? Like having, having an enticing... Um, uh, first shot so that when people are scrolling because obviously naturally um, when you're on Facebook uh, they all changed how they were working and they, they start automatically playing videos don't they as you're scrolling through which was freaked me out when it first um, came into play I was like why is everything playing on my phone like is it broken <laughs> um, so making sure like a video production company I work really really closely with the first few seconds of any video are the most important because it's the buy-in it's the, it's the attracting attention it shouldn't be the the stuffy stuff that's put at the beginning it needs to be it's like your headline where you'd have your headline in a newspaper article the first five seconds of your video need to be the equivalent of the headline the buy-in and the oh let me watch more question or um being somewhere or doing something that's either provokes emotion um or is is questioning some knowledge or about to teach something um and also on, on on social media as well, what I've seen in terms of um, engagement. So when you're putting up um, a post that's got more than one element, so more than one photo, and you get to swipe across. Um, I know on Facebook I'm seeing it now with the with the click throughs. Um, that is showing that you're dwelling, if we're going to use uh, that term, on on a post. So trying to be creative with the post that you're putting up, rather than just always putting one image, which can be have a wow factor choosing the right image for those kind of posts but then putting up especially if you're in the trades and construction industry you could put up a, a series of images of the process of a build that you've done or some of your pipe bending 
how it started straight and how it's now been. So, you know, all those kind of things. Um, so then the user is still on that post, but they're swiping through. Well, what I'd add to that is, is you know, funny enough, you mentioned the pipe bending, but for a lot of the trades guys, there's, there's two sides of this. Is One, people love to rip other people's work to pieces. And other people like to be really positive and give praise, especially if it's like an apprentice just starting out. He's going, right, here's my first whatever. This is what I've just done. What do you guys think? Mm. You get quite a lot of engagement that way. You'd be surprised at how many people are going to then spend time engaging with that post. So as long as you are quite active and social and just don't put posts up for likes and then forget about it, as long as you are coming back to the content, to the comments and interacting with people, asking questions and getting people to sort of comment on what do you think of this or how would you solve this problem, Everyone loves to be right. Let's play on those humans' emotions a little bit and get them to start thinking and get them to start answering and get them to start tagging other people in. That's the kind of way to get people thinking and engaged. I manage a lot of um, accounts for my clients, always from a brand perspective, as I've mentioned to you guys before. The ads and things is not something I am an expert in um, or, or really interested in, to be honest. It's all from a brand perspective. And every single one of my clients, the, the posts where we get the most interaction engagement is always the ones about the people and the staff, not even necessarily about the work. That is where people they're engaging, and like, like you said, Andrew, like great job or congratulations. Like I, I run a, a page for um, one of the networking groups, and um, part of my strategy to help them was recognition. Um, and every post I put up where we're recognising that a member has helped generate a million pounds for their fellow members, or a member has brought the most amount of opportunities that month for other people they get the most amount of engagement because we're seeing the faces, we're seeing the names and people naturally want to say nice things, most people online and, and recognise the good work of others. And so, yeah, if you, if you are in a company where there is a team, showcase your team. It makes you as a brand as well look like the kind of company that you want to be associated with because look how they're treating their staff, look how they recognise them, look how they put them to the forefront. They know, and maybe the MDs are a step behind, but it's about the people clients feel that as well and then they can buy in so right it is about others so there you go everyone it's all about the people and it's all about using <laughs> the right social platform and, um, and the pipe all about, bending. oh yeah <laughs> i was going to come on to the pipe bending but to find out more <laughs> about the simplified marketing podcast and pipe bending then uh, please visit marketing simplified .co.uk and if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a review on itunes and also on Google Podcasts. So until next time, bye for now. That's all for this time. But don't worry, we'll be back with more soon. Stay tuned for new episodes at marketingsimplified.co.uk.